This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, November 29th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Concurrent Use of Opioids and Stimulants and Risk of Fatal Overdose, is in BMC Public Health. A random sample of 20% of persons in the overdose registry of British Columbia, Canada, from the years 2010 to 2018, found that people who used both opioids and stimulants had twice the risk of fatal overdose compared to those who used only opioids. People who used stimulants alone also had a similar risk of fatal overdose to those who used opioids alone. Next is a study in the Lancet Psychiatry, titled, Mortality and Life Years Lost Following Subsequent Physical Comorbidity in People with Pre-Existing Substance Use Disorders. This retrospective cohort study investigated the risk of all-cause death and years lost following hospitalization in people with a previous hospitalization for a substance use disorder. Using Czech national health registries, the authors of this study found that individuals with a substance use disorder had an increased risk of death due to any cause after the onset of 26 in comparison to those without a substance use disorder. Individuals with substance use disorders had substantial years lost after the onset of physical health conditions. In most cases, they had considerably larger losses than those without substance use disorders. A new article in Pharmaceutics is titled, An Immunoconjugate Vaccine Alters Distribution and Reduces the Antinocisceptives, Behavioral, and Physiological Effects of Fentanyl in Male and Female Rats. Vaccine immunotherapy for fentanyl-associated disorders may be a viable therapeutic strategy. In this study, male and female rats immunized for fentanyl-associated disorders produced significant levels of anti-fentanyl antibodies that were highly effective at neutralizing fentanyl-induced antinociception in various assessments. The vaccine also decreased fentanyl brain levels following drug administration. Immunization blocked fentanyl-induced, but not morphine-induced, rate-disrupting effects on schedule-controlled responding. These data support further clinical development of this vaccine to address opioid use disorder in humans. Next, we have an article in Substance Use and Misuse titled, Perspectives on Medication Treatment for Opioid Use Disorder in Adolescents. While opioid use disorder among adolescents has increased, Adolescents are less likely to access treatment, particularly medications for opioid use disorders. In this paper, the authors interviewed prescribers and non-prescribers who attended a learning series focused on treatment of adolescents to assess perceptions on providing medications for opioid use disorder to adolescents. While prescribers were overwhelmingly supportive of providing these medications to adolescents, non-prescribers were less likely to support these medications for adolescents. Major barriers reported were lack of training and experience and increases in social work and mental health services that were needed to increase access. A new article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled, Take Home Naloxone at Opioid Treatment Programs. In this commentary, the authors propose take-home naloxone and overdose education at all federally qualified opioid treatment programs. The authors hope that patients enrolled at an opioid treatment program can educate their social network about its benefits. Should mandating take-home naloxone at treatment centers be successful, 
then the practice could be considered for anyone leaving a federal correctional facility with a diagnosis of an opioid use disorder. From a public health perspective, take-home naloxone may also encourage people who misuse opioids, including those who have been reversed by naloxone, to engage in treatment. The next article, titled Wastewater Analysis and Drug Consumption, is in La Clinica Therapeutica. This letter describes the use of wastewater screening for drug metabolites, a system that has been used in 33 cities in Italy to monitor the epidemiology of drug use. Results are expressed as doses per 1,000 inhabitants based on the size of a typical dose and knowledge of its metabolism. Results show trends of increase or decrease in the use of specific substances over time. The authors identified 69 new psychoactive substances, and they conclude that wastewater analysis is a valuable tool for tracking patterns of drug use and trafficking. Our next study is in Addictive Behaviors, titled The Complex Nature of Human Operant Gambling Behavior Involving Slot Games. While operant conditioning is a well-studied etiology of excessive gambling, the authors argue that a more complex motivation exists. Current models do not account for people's perceptions of contingency and the relationship between their behavior and outcomes. In addition, people can modify schedules of rewards to which they are exposed, particularly on slot machines, by choosing the number of lines and amounts of bets. Finally, there is a potential role for negative reinforcement, specifically regret or anticipated regret about not placing a bet. Research is needed to better understand this complex behavior and to inform future interventions and policies. Our final article, titled Opioid Systems and Depression, is in Biological Psychiatry. As antidepressant treatments evolve, it is likely that the opioid systems will become one of the core modulatory systems to target, either directly using mu opioid receptors, delta opioid receptors, kappa opioid receptors, or indirectly via SSRIs or tricyclic antidepressants. Depression can undoubtedly have many different etiologies and will require different pharmacotherapies. Future research will need to assess if fluoxetine efficacy always requires endogenous opioid systems for alleviating negative affective states. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.